The podcast you're about to listen to is about a spiritual search for meaning, and it's also about beer. Despite that, we firmly believe that there are no real answers at the bottom of a glass. And if you're struggling with drinking, we encourage you to talk to someone. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to This Is The Life with Paddy and Rory, supported by Penta Hotels. So far in this series, we've traveled to Inverness and Prague and enjoyed many different fantastic beers in many different fantastic establishments. But on reflection, we realized that up until now, we focused solely on drinking our preferred style of beer, lager. Now, everyone knows there ain't nothing wrong with a cold, crisp, light, fizzy beer, but if we really wanted to find that perfect this is the life moment, we had to try the lot. For episode three, we decided to go in search of something different, something stronger. This time, we traveled to a city famous for its dazzling selection of strong beer, the Belgian capital, Brussels. With a bag full of beers and snacks, we bounced down the bustling concourse at King's Cross St. Pancras, piled onto the Eurostar, and made the mind-bendingly fast journey to Brussels. After only two hours, we arrived at our destination and jumped in a taxi to the Penta Hotel. Here we are. We waved goodbye to our friendly taxi driver and scurried through the lobby straight to the bar to check out what beers were on offer. Hello. What beer do you have on draft? Stella and Leather. Okay. We hopped in the lift up to our rooms. And we're not going to the fourth floor, we're going to the seventh, right? Yeah. As usual, we bickered about whose room was better. They're obviously both going to be great, but I think you might have a nicer one this time. Because mine was the last one was quite nice. No, lovely. I think we agreed that mine was the nicer one. Wow. Oh my god, the sun is setting over Brussels from your room, Paddy. That is beautiful. And once again, the rooms were equally superb. I've got a better sunset here. Look at that through the middle of the building. Get in. The same sunset. Oh, look. I've I've got a note. Dear Rory, warm welcome to the Penta Brussels. Open brackets. Of course I talk to myself. I need expert advice. Close brackets. Hashtag pen to yours, and then a name again, which I can't oh, remember. Oh, great. Hang on, that's not, that's not what the note says. What a, no, no, no. It, it says... exactly what it says. Rory, I'm reading this again. It says, Dear Rory, warm welcome to the pen to Brussels. That bill's right. Yeah. And it says, We got the piss-proof sheets like you requested. <laughs> I... What?! <laughs> Dude, what the, is this? It's a bit of banter with me and the pentalot. But they don't know you. They already said they don't know you down no, there. No, they do. They, they, they do. This is a joke oh, from someone man, who didn't see down there. Like I didn't order. I didn't order piss proof. Okay, well, if you can maybe have too many beers in Prague, I'm going to piss the bed, aren't I? We were itching to immerse ourselves in the Brussels Friday night celebrations, so dumped our bags, doused ourselves in cologne, and carefully and sensibly rode e-scooters down to the beautiful Saint Gilles neighbourhood. Much like the scooters that had transported us there, the atmosphere was electric. We sat in the heat of the summer's night amongst crowds of trendy Brusseliers and enjoyed some refreshing beer and energetic conversation. Of course, in true This Is The Life fashion, we got carried away on the first night, drank way more than we should have, went to bed way too late, and struggled way too much with ordering food from the Penta Hotel 24-hour room service menu. So, talk me through the menu. Right, so we got our starters. These are our sections. Starters, sandwiches and burgers, pizza and pasta, entrees and salads, sandwiches and burgers. Oh, sorry. It's the same menu twice. 
I've just been reading the English, English and, and the French and, and version. And yeah, yeah. Okay. Duplicated so on either which, side. Which do you want? Do you want English or...? So we've got... Uh, we're choosing from three sections. Uh, starters, sandwiches and burgers, and pizza and pasta. Do, we, do, I, do I have to choose now? The next morning, we enjoyed breakfast in the Penta Lounge, grabbed some coffee, and reflected on our first night in town. We're recording. Cute. It's funny that... Is that water for me? Yeah. Can you pass it to me? Yes. Two big glasses of fizzy water. It's funny that the way this podcast works, that we're sort of either hungover or drunk, which is like two of the worst states to to be in for... Uh, for like being presentable. Yeah, I know, but it can, it can it generates a vibe, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. I think I hope that sort of like it rings true and it's like authentic. People are either like, oh, I feel like never drinking again, or I feel like having a drink in the drunk bit, and then never drink again in the hungover bit. Well, you think the conversation is going to be inspiring enough to people? For people to, I, I to people think, oh God, I'd love to be hungover like them. No, the opposite. Oh, I think I hope that it's sort of like the real experience of, all right, sort of going out where it's like you get taken through like, oh man, that sounds so fun. Yeah, like chasing this perfect beer experience, and then people are like, oh, that's why. Yeah, uh, that's why we leave it to the professionals. Yeah. Do you feel hungover now? Uh, I will tell you the t- type of hangover I feel. Okay. It's really nice. Yeah, it's a good. It's one. like a sort of cozy, like a bit sort of sleepy. Like eyes, yeah. that, like three quarters of the openness they would usually be, yeah. and no nausea. Um, <laughs> just sort of like I've had a shower and I feel sort of like, yeah, um, sort of quite warm. Yeah, I feel the sensitive. same. I feel the same. I mean, it is because it's, maybe because it's thirty-five degrees outside. Yes, yes. I mean, warm in my soul. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel the same. Yeah, have you heard that expression? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Before it's really nice. I, I think I feel the same. Uh, I think there's also a bit of hope about today. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I, we've got a great day planned. Yeah. I think arriving earlier last night helped us out. Yeah, let's rewind um, to yesterday. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Silent so, alien invasion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Right, guys, yeah. uh, right, uh, this is uh, going to be the end of the podcast because a UFO has fla- flown in. I don't know if that would have come across on the podcast, but sirens in Brussels are crazy. That is one of the most crazy noises I've ever um, heard in my life. Just in case it... Yeah. So we arrived at yeah, St Pancras. Mm-hmm. Hot day. Hottest day of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 sure. 34... Mm. Degrees. Degrees centigrade. Celsius. Mm. <laughs> you go to Celsius or over centigrade. I don't even know what either of those mean. I'm not a man of science, mate. If anyone knows what the difference is between centigrade and Celsius, then just text then in. Please get in touch. Tweet us at Box, This Is A Live Podcast. Four, two, two, one. At This Is The Live Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And TikTok. So we are in a hot and sweaty. <laughs> We have got not only the the eighteen oh one to Amsterdam and Brussels mm-hmm. shooting off. We've also got the eighteen oh four to Paris. Yeah. Uh, so and people aren't sort of. It's not that sort of anticipation for a holiday where you sort of see the sort of hope in everyone's eyes. It's purely admin and bureaucracy and heat radiating off everyone. 
no one's feeling, feeling happy about it. No, and there was there, there, the famous sort of thing like British people like to queue, don't they? And, mm. and they're quite passionate about it. St Pancras, the, the team at Eurostar had, had cobbled together a queuing system. Yeah, there was a full on culture war going on. It was. It was what they had to do. If I try to explain it, so they have the queue. Because they've got these two trains worth of people, they've got the, uh, the queue going up the concourse mm. of St. Pancras, running parallel to your Oliver Bonus shops, yeah. sort of truffle chocolate shops. Nespresso. Uh, yeah, Nespresso shops. Samsonite. Exactly. Exa- Samsonite, is that one? Yeah, that was one of the luggage shops. Brilliant. I'll have to try it out next time I'm there, which will be on Sunday. Um, and at every entrance to a shop, there is a gap in the queue, mm. which just got got everyone going, didn't it? It was pandemonium there. People were twitching. If you just wanted to pop into Pool, the bakery, you had to go via the queue, and everyone was looking at you thinking, they, they, they're jumping, they can't, they can't, can't jump they each, each section had its own security, mm. which changed every three minutes as the queue moved. Yeah. Because that person had to walk through, and they, they'd go, so can I just get through? And the person would go, you're not coming into this queue, mate. The back's over there. But then there actually were a couple of people trying to oh, yeah. cut in as well. Like, oh, is this the um, Eurostar queue then? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like for the um, 1601. Yeah, yeah, so this, is the, this is the queue for the 1601, correct. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. And then sort of try your thing where they go, well, yeah, okay, I guess I'll join here. No, you won't. Because the back of the queue's over there. But I'm already in the queue because I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, that's what it was. We did see a woman who... Who stood there and, and chatted about the queue for long enough that she sort of felt like she was. Oh, what a minute now! Yeah, and then the woman said, "Yeah, and, and um, the back's just up there. So if you go back and queue like the rest of us, yeah." <laughs> she, she said like that. Yeah, but she did to us after. She yeah. said, "She said, she said, you see that? You see that? Yeah. They should queue like the rest of us." Yeah. And it was, yeah it was right. Like, so then we broke through the horrible sweaty queue, passed passport control. And everything opened up into the sort of lobby area, the waiting room. Out the corner of my eye, I see what's that? Hmm. Sounds like the clinking of glasses of plastic cups. <laughs> anyway, basically, we cut long story short, we had a couple of points of Stella. We did. Um, nice Stella, and I, and I really like the. Oh, you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna sort of turn a few heads with this with this phrase. Yeah. I like a pint from a plastic cup. Yeah. I don't like plastic cups as an entity. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're it's bad. Me. That's going to make headlines. <laughs> Rory Marshall loves plastic cups. Loves Listen, this has, been completely te- this has been completely taken out of context. You said it, man. I don't, yeah, but I said this is going to turn some heads. You said you wanted to put a plastic cup on a dolphin's beak. This is the life. We get to Brussels. Get a taxi to Penta. Again, walk in and it's just a good atmosphere. Lots of people. Some people have just arrived and they're having a couple of pints. Some people are having their dinner there. Some people are just heading out into town. Some people are just getting in from town. There's a a sort of, um, I don't know how you'd say it, like a sort of patio area of people outside as well. It's a hot day. Yeah. Some nice nice sort of rustic garden furniture. A few beers, again. In general, I'd say we probably are, like, we've basically had an amazing time so far, but we're slightly biased, because I don't think it probably was the funnest night of the year in Brussels. Oh, man. It was, like, everyone Definitely the hottest. It was, it was sweltering hot. We need to find out the name of that area. Yeah. 
We so we um so we checked out the Penta Lounge, saw what they have had on tap. They've got uh, Lefe and Stella. Yeah, and I've noticed something about the Stella here. The glassware is second to none. Their chalices, the Stella chalices, yeah. which I know is a divisive subject. The 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 rim of the Stella chalice here is thinner. The glass itself really? is lighter. And when I receive a pint of Stella in the chalice, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, the, the stem yeah. cup, um, I always think this is too heavy, this is too clunky. I need something lighter to have my beer and in. And they've, they've nailed it. They've cracked it. The glass is thin. Then we, um, they also wash their glassware here before. before oh, really? They, yeah, they I've seen that. that. I've seen that. With the... Yeah. Yeah. What would you call that? What would you call that device? I call it a pimmy. Excuse me. What you, are you saying? Oh, what's it called? So I thought you said what? What uh, I should give it a name, and I called it a pimmy. Oh. I was up, mate. I was asking what the device was called. But you said what would you call it, and I said I'd call it a I, pimmy. Why did you? No, what would one call it? Is what I was saying. Oh, I'm gonna cry. I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> Why did you choose Pimmy, man? Because you said, what would I call them? Why why would you call anyone Pimmy? It's not a name. Well, it needed a new name, especially for that thing. So you created a new word? Yeah, Pimmy. Because there's no no one like it. Um, Okay, well, it is called a Pimmy now. Yeah. I didn't realise they were using the Pimmies. I didn't clock that last night. So then we headed out. Saint-Gilles. To the area Saint-Gilles. Saint-Gilles. And we sort of noticed that uh, in both of our research, we had a couple of bars uh, next to each other. Mm. And so we thought, that's the closest area, um, sort of five minute scoot, ten minute walk from Penta, yeah. of a group of bars. And it was electric down there. The first place we went to was Brasserie de l'Hermitage. L'Hermitage, Which where? is, uh, I think, connected to a brewery. Of the same name, L'Hermitage. Uh, and we got a couple of pints of Pilsner. They, this is all their own beer, isn't it? Yeah, they were like 12 or something? 21. 21? Yeah. Beers... On tap, yeah, all with a sort of tarot card. Uh, very tasteful. Like, it's really tasteful. You know, it was it was a modern place. We, it wasn't like sort of. Um, yeah, we got to the sort of rustic and authentic place later in the night. Um, it this, was. It would look like it was some hip dudes. Yeah, I, I think I, I. I reckon I spotted a couple of DJs. I reckon I spot. There was a fair few creatives in there that definitely came straight from a shared workspace. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of like letting a considerable amount of hair down. Yeah. And sort of uh, just shooting the shit about pictures they've done that we. Yeah, maybe text. some charcoal they've been using for their well, they've, sculptures. Yeah, they've they've uh, some activated charcoal for their smoothies. Exactly. Maybe they were talking about um, uh, a, a camera which. which Excuse me. You're struggling there, aren't you? Well, I was going to say talk, I was going to I was going to say talking about extinction rebellion. Yeah, and you've already done a sort of anti-climate change <laughs> round in this episode. I am all for climate change. Change, that's that's right. change the climate. Oh yeah, it's getting a new one. It's old. It's, yeah. out, it's outdated. Refresh it. Yeah, we need refreshing because it's probably 35 degrees. Mm. So then we went to um, this bar, which we went to after that was, I mean, it was. It what? was a hundred percent the biggest. Well, it was pure TITL to me yeah. absolutely this is the life 100% we were at a standing table which we chose we could, probably could have found a seated table we chose to... it was busy outside um, it was at the foot of a really beautiful cathedral uh, with sort of 
in in the sort of afternoon sun, it would have been dappled light through trees without a night, but sort of beautiful greenery and then just uh, like loads of chairs out into a square and they'd opened up the windows of this bar which was all sort of dark wood and sort of 70s decor uh, a long bar with a queue down the side of it and three beers on tap and a list of sort of like aperitifs sort of like people drinking like perno all sorts of sophisticated Belgian drinks, which <laughs> oh, we're not God. allowed. Yeah. Um, the bar was called Le Verschuren. Le Verschuren. Schuren? Just ask for the Le Ed Sheeran and, and yeah, I don't know what you mean. Le Verschuren. That's the Ed Sheeran in, 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 in British. Is it? Uh, yeah, okay, right, so it translates to Ed Sheeran. Um, oh, man, I, I, I'm not doing a good enough job well, explaining it, really. Only that I... I'm dying to go back, and if someone comes to Brussels, I'll say that's the that's the first place to go to. Is it, or do you do the route we did, which is yeah, maybe cool. start yeah. at the north side of the strip and head south? But it's it's my standout tip, and it's going yeah. straight into my Google Maps list of top bars in the world. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's the crowd was very cool. Again, if you've got the. 30-somethings at L'Hermitage. You got the 20-somethings at Verschuren. Yeah, it was an old place. It looked like it'd be an old man's bar, but fully populated by students. Yeah, yeah. It was... Um, I compare it to... I was comparing it to Bar San Callisto in Rome. Okay. Where it was a similar... It felt like you were going into, like, a, a, a an old tobac or a sort of a news agency vibe. Yeah. But... Um, it was more like a cafe, isn't it? You go up there, a lot of people behind the bar, quick service, slapping the beer into the yeah. cup, chucking it down on the counter, taking the money, back outside. Um, we, had a, we had the sort of 25 CL beers, the small ones. Yeah. They're sort of like three mouthfuls, basically. Yeah. But it's, a, it's the only way you'd want to drink that beer, especially yeah. in that heat, which is nice to, nice to drink. Uh, look, so we've had, we had an amazing first night. We, we probably, um, as we always do, got a bit overexcited to be here. Yes. Uh, particularly because it was just such an amazing atmosphere on the streets. Yeah. Um, so we are, you know, it's it's eleven thirty now. We've taken it easy, but mm. it's time to hit the streets. Yeah. Um, I think we're just going to sort of zip around on the scooters and check out a few sort of bits and bobs. Scooters. It's an amazing way to take in the city. Yeah. If you're going to Brussels, the only way you want to be seeing that thing is on the back of a scooter. Yeah. And you can get nine ninety nine euro. You can be rushing around that city on your little thing on those two wheels yeah. and taking in the sights. Uh, and it's sort of you can get if you're here with your partner, the two of you, you can, can get two. Or, no, I'm gonna say you can get two people on one, and you just have yeah, a couple dude, of drinks. Dude, dude. And if you're here with your family, just taking a couple of beers, two kids in the back. Get it, get on the scooters. Dude, and the best thing no, about whoa, them is you don't even have to wear helmets. Whoa, dude, I've got to say, no I'm, stop listen, you. I work for some of these top scooter companies in, in Belgium, and I do not recommend those those sort of things when you're on the back of a scooter. There's an absolutely no concern for health and safety. You've raised a good point here, and I won't do that. Okay, so what are you going to do on your scooter? How many people per scooter? One. Do you have alcohol while you're on the back of your scooter? No, you don't. And are you going to wear your helmet? No, I'm f***ing not. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Five people on a scooter. Let's get out there. Let's drink some beers. Okay, let's do it. Time to explore. Again, we carefully and sensibly jumped on the back of our scooters and meandered our way through the beautiful Brussels streets to the old town. The sun shone down on our excited little heads as we soaked up all the delights the incredible city had to offer. 
After an action-packed day, we headed back to the Penta Hotel to freshen up before our evening out. We're having what I would call the... Well, there's no name for it, this beer. Yeah. But it's the freshly showered, about to go out for the evening beer. But it's not the one, the first beer of the night at the bar. It's the first beer of the night at the hotel while you gather your thoughts, prepare for the evening out. Yeah, it's... it's um... It's a hopeful beer. It's a hopeful hotel beer. Um, it's a Penta podcast pre-pint. Okay. You're trying to make a catchy little slogan for it. Yeah, it's alliteration. Penta podcast pre-pint. Oh, yeah, it's four peas. Yeah. Four peas in a pod. So we've just got our um, 35... The 33... 33 <laughs> ...from the Penta Lounge... Ooh, it's a very, very good beer. Very well poured. Very cold. Mm. Big European-style head. Yeah. And we're actually on the eighth floor with a beautiful... Uh, you'd say Vista. I'd say Vista, yeah, as I always do. Uh, view over Brussels. Um, we sort of thought, get our beers from the um, Pentelange and come up to see their facilities on the, on the eighth floor. Yeah, and it's lovely up here. Because we're, we're, we are staying on the seventh floor and we get a good view, but not a, it's not as good as this. Well, it's literally one level up. It's, yeah, it's leveled up. Uh, do we want to talk about our day, Rory, and what we've done? Oh, yeah, man. This, this, this city is something else. For context, it's insanely hot. Luckily, the Penta Hotel is very well air-conditioned throughout. Yeah. So when, when you step out into the, into the streets, you're hit by this wall of... Penetrative heat. Yeah. And but look at us now. Cold shower, cold beer. It's perfect. Ready to rock. So the first thing we did was we went to... Um, what's the name of the statue? One of the sort of Mannequin Piss. Mannequin Piss, which is a fountain of a small boy... Having... Having a wee. Having a wee, doing And I have to say, my expectations were pretty low. Yeah. What were you, what were you? Uh, just it's not the sort of thing that I, well, I feel like I need to travel to. Really? I, I had you down as a guy that travels to statues of people urinating. No, not so much. But when I got there, I have to say I was. Mm. I, I really liked it. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's plopped, it's plopped in the middle of, of the streets. It's very sweet. They don't, yeah. they don't dressed up as a. What look like a sort of military man. Yeah. And I, and I read online that they dress him up. Did this definitely happen? I don't, I don't know. I was just after we went to the Brussels Mushroom Cafe. Oh. <laughs> Next, we were walking round a square. Grand Place. Uh, Grand Place. Really beautiful architecture. A sort of couple getting married in an insanely grand uh, building. Church. Uh, I think it was just a sort of government official building. Was it? It, it looked like a holy to me. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, and Rory said, I think we should go to a museum. And I rolled my eyes and I said, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you said I get bored in museums. Yeah. So like, so that's a look of some pretend you're interested in it and stuff like that. And he said, "Well, look, there's one in this direction." And I turned around and said, "Well, there's actually one in this square, just at, like over there." This actually makes us look bad, by the way. This story. Okay. We could have pretended that this was planned. Okay. But uh, what about that one that says museum over there? Let's go take a look. Ten, get ten meters closer. It's Ra- the Brussels Spear Museum. Museum. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Can you believe our faces? And you said, "Okay, well, uh, can you believe <laughs> I can't remember our faces. What were our faces doing? Yeah, that's what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> what did we do? We went in. 
How much did we pay? Five euros. What did we get? A free beer. What did we do with the free beer? We drank it. <laughs> it was it was a strange experience as a museum because it's not a museum. There's not much museum to it. No, it's a it's two rooms, and uh, you go into the first room, which is a bar. And I actually saw someone make the mistake of sort of walking towards the museum, and the and the barman says, excuse no, me? "No, no, 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 excuse, excuse me. me. You pay five euros to him." Then you go. In. Who's then the bartender? The bartender. He's, pour, he's already he's pouring a cellar at that. Point. But he's not. There's not like a desk that you walk past like a museum. Yeah, the reception. Thing. The reception is a tucked away bar that you could easily walk past. Give him five euros. Go into a separate room filled with brewing equipment. Uh, some a projection, uh, which actually, unfortunately for us, was not in English. Well, yeah, but, uh, no, it was actually no, it, was, it wasn't. Oh. I don't think it was in any language, and they uh, had subtitles on the screen in three different languages. Right. Well, I didn't watch that one. I went into the sort of um, special malt room, mm. just which is a, a screen. Uh, you use sort of a malt booth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. After five seconds, you said bored, and you left. But I liked the way that the narrator said starch. And so I stayed in there for a while. That, that kept you in there. So the, words, the way he said the word started kept you in there for about seven or eight minutes. Yeah, and it was a very 80s sort of production value video of someone uh, growing malt in a field and uh, how that affects was the it process. Was Now, that bit was bad. Um, I liked learning, because we've spoken about before, that uh, unfiltered beer is my favourite. Mm-hmm. I liked learning that filtering beer is to take away sort of residue of yeast and also yeah. just get the clear colour, but it's mostly a superficial thing that does affect the taste slightly. Yeah. But the only reason we filter it is to get that sort of crystal clear look of it. So this you fad about unfiltered beer, which I know you love, and yeah. we both had the Stellarato unfiltered recently, and both have said that it's one of our favourite beers. That is just because the, the just because the look and maybe a little bit of a yeasty taste. It's it's but changing the look does affect the taste. But the reason for doing it is to get the look. But I think it's okay, better right. without filtering it. I mean, it does feel nicer. It feels nicer mm. to have so the touch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you get your hand in there, have a good feel for yeah. it. Anyway, I, I would recommend going, because five euros so. for a pint with a bit of education and a guy saying, starch. Yeah, okay. And it was, a very, it was one of the best beers yeah. we had today. Yeah. Um, should we rattle through all the beers we had in different places? Let's go. Um, so, beer museum, beer one. Beer two was... Playing chess. Playing chess in a match which I won through, with flying colours. Mm. That's what you use that for pass, don't you not win? I won with great um, chess. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was a nice little spot. Again, what beer do we have? Stereotype. We had lots of stereotype, didn't we? Yeah. Always little small glasses. Yeah, we had just small ones. I know they see us and they always try to pour a pint and I say, excuse moi monsieur, ce n'est pas bon pour moi. We might be a couple of pale lads in bucket hats, but that doesn't mean... (laughs) We want a big old pint. We'll have what you have, good monsieur. And we'll enjoy it while throwing some plastic chairs around your beautiful city. Exactly. And chanting inappropriate things. Yeah. Thanks for having us. (laughs) So, the, the, the place we went for a beer next was Mur- Murder. Yeah, M-O-E-D-E-R Lambic. A, a cold-hearted killer serving a cold, cold beer. beer. <laughs> Didn't work. 
Yeah, that was nice though. So we went to Murder Lambic and we got ourselves an American lager recommended to us by the bartender. And we sat there in the sweltering heat. And I also drank some rehydration salt fluid. Exactly, and I had the same. Oh no, did I have the same? I had the same. A sort of a, a. That's a thing which is sort of added to the long list of things we do, which makes us feel and look quite pathetic. Yeah. So on that subject. We've been walking around the city mm-hmm. drinking very small glasses of very weak beer. Yeah. And we went into the museum and they said, uh, what beer would you like? We went for the weaker one. Every single bar, we said, what weak beer do you have? And we'll have a small one. Yeah. And we're about to go out. Well, well, that, well that's, yeah, that's, that's not what this place is, is famous for, right? Like, Everyone is also hanging and handling those strong beers. It's not the point of this mission to go to cities and just drink a Stella or like drink the beers that we want we have to drink the regional offering yeah. what, what's the sort of we've said, we've said that you said that in the brief yeah the, the and podcast. we're going to do it now and neither of us like strong beers mm. I feel like we can't handle them yeah. but we're about to go to Delirium Cafe the infamous Delirium Cafe which is what okay, I think so it has literally thousands of beers it's got, well, it's got over 2,000 beers Wow. And how many of those are you going to drink tonight? Over 2,000 of them. More than they have, maybe. You'll get to over 2,000, you'll say. Yeah, and then I'll go out to the offline. Give me, give me, give me. I'll go to the offline to bring some more. (laughs) I'll be heading out out to the offline to bring in a four pack of Stella afterwards. When I finish with the 2,000 they've got, I'll say, thank you. Um, Not quite enough. How much is Corky's? Because I'm bringing some Stella to myself. Uh, Before we go, You'll remember, Rory, that um, in episode one in Inverness, mm. I uh, bought you a, a Japanese gadget, which was a beer frother. Yeah. And um, I gave it to you as a gift just to say, oh, it's great to do this podcast with you. Um, thanks so much. Um, just a token of appreciation. And actually, the um, that recording didn't really um, make it into the cut, and that's fine. Yeah. Because um, it wasn't really about that. It wasn't about sort of demonstrating that I'm a great guy, it was just I wanted you to have a gift and I got a nice one. And then um, episode two, you sort of made sure to have the recording rolling and then the sort of most important part of the podcast, you handed me a uh, Star Wars bottle opener, which is, is, yeah, lovely. I I mean, it was... Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Um, But but it felt like... You sound quite appreciative because I, I did a lot of research... To find, oh, no, 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 I loved it. It was so great. I've used it loads of times. It was. It felt. I mean, I, I mean, I don't. It's not important. Why I don't really watch Star Wars, but it's okay. But it was like it's lovely. Okay, game. well, that was that was okay. I had heard that you were well into Star Wars, and I, no, bought, a gift, I bought a gift that I thought you would love because you love beer, and what I thought I thought you loved Star Wars. Yeah, the thing is, it would. Again, it's not important, but it was quite small, and so it didn't actually do its job. Didn't function as a bit bottle opener. And you did also offer the recording, say that you got it to, for me because you forgot to get a present and it was the only thing that would arrive in time. I, uh, okay, firstly, I believe you to be making that up. Secondly, I bought it because... Because I love you to bits. Thanks so much. I feel so lucky to be doing this podcast and you go on holiday with my best friend. Look, man, it's not a competition of guests. But anyway, uh, what what I'd like to say before we go out is I have got something for you and we don't we can we can turn we can turn the recording off if we want. I don't mind. It's on. Okay. No, it's on now. No, let's turn it off. It's on now. So so we'll just leave it recording. Um, But anyway, this is uh, something I bought and I bought with you in mind actually a few months back when I was in Brighton. 
and um, okay. I just no, don't cry, man. I'm not crying. And I know, but I know Brighton. Don't use the lack of a visual element. I know that Brighton is a place uh, that's dear to your heart. I lived there. So I thought it was appropriate. Yeah. And uh, this podcast, what, what was it about? It's about beer. About beer, yeah, yeah. yeah drinking and travelling. And travelling, yeah. yeah. So, what do you need to um, to, to drink beer? A uh, glass. Yeah, you need some. You need something to drink out of. So, um, this is just something. Um, <laughs> if you're about to des- oh, describe. God. I'm gonna say I'm looking at what looks like a really classy gift. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a brown leather container it looks kind of vintage mm, and it's yeah, got yeah. a zipper along the top and on the front it's it's this it's the shape of a mug but it's uh, on the front it says six drinking cups in gold like print print um open her up i'm gonna open it up now oh that for you thank you for holding it while i do this here it's unzipped so yeah it's just um <laughs> Okay, it's um, it's 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 odd. I'll tell you that much. It's very strange. It's six different plastic acrylic cups. So one has to fit inside the other. Yeah. So they're all very slightly smaller than one another. Like a sort of Russian doll type. Yeah, it's like a Russian doll of cups. So it's just sort of. I wish I wish that I could explain how bizarre. Bizarre. No, no, lovely gift. It's a nice sort of eccentric. It's, yeah, it's, it, I mean, I'm confused why someone would make a bottle opener that's too small. They can't even do the one thing it's meant to do. Very angry. Suddenly. Yeah, because I have put a lot of thought into all of my gifts: a beer frother and and a, and a travel beer set. I yes, I really like both the gifts. I'm just I, and I'm, I this is great for me. But I'm just wondering. Listen, thanks for the gift. Yeah. Um, let's draw a line under that. If, for example, Not usually what happens when you give someone a gift. If hypothetically you were to receive another gift from me, mm. then that wouldn't be sort of like squaring up. That would be. Feels like you're about to go and buy something. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. No, that wouldn't be. What I will say yeah. is thank you for this gift. Let's draw a line under it, and let's. Let's <laughs> let's and let's. If I was to give you another gift, then it would be like a clean slate. So we have a good thing. Delirium? Yeah, delirium. Right. I just don't understand. It's not, look, gifts aren't, it's not like a competition of gifts, mate. You're treating it like it's a competition of gifts. You're treating it like it's a competition of gifts. I'm giving that to you out of the goodness of my heart. Don't press stop on the thing. Don't press stop on the thing, because then it'll look like I'm not going to get you a gift. Oh, oh, we're recording. (laughs) I just thought that was... Oh, I just thought that was you giving you a gift. Rascal. How dare you, you little rat! So off we went, once again, through the streets of Brussels to the infamous Delirium Cafe, where we finally decided to venture out of our lager-based comfort zone into the mysterious world of drinking beers that are stronger than 4.5% ABV. It was time to try something different. Time to take that leap of faith. Who knows what we might find? Well... We found ourselves leading the charge on one of the all-time great Brussels nights out. And, of course, we also found ourselves drunk talking a barrage of inaudible nonsense in our hotel room in the early hours of the morning. We're quite drunk. Speak for yourself, dude. But the point is... You're is not going to ask where my shirt's from? No, of course not. Some, some, <laughs> some, 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 talk to me about your wedding, man. It's going to be good fun. After a riveting chat, we decided to quit while we were very much ahead and get a good night's rest. We woke the following morning and couldn't wait to debrief on our excellent evening. 
Cafe Delirium. Is that what it's called? C- yeah. Cafe Delirium in the Delirium Village. It was. It's like a themed road to mm. beer, and it was like a Disney World of of beer to the extent that there were hundreds of children. Yeah, yeah. In this sort of uh, in this bar of like a multi-leveled bar. Uh, and then they're just like tables of kids on their iPads with their families while their parents got plastered on yeah, really very strong, strong beer. 8.5% beer. Uh, yeah, it was kind of strange. But, but the, the, <laughs> the reason I thought, I think it's because it is, we were discussing yesterday, um, Brussels is f- very much famous for its beer. Yeah. It's like top of the lonely planet. It's like beer decisions, yeah. It's a, uh, so you would think, all right, what's the top bar? What's the top yeah. beer destination? And everyone pointed us towards it, everyone pointed them yeah, towards yeah. it. And we tried the top beer in the top bar. Yeah, Delirium... Tremens. Tremens. Which means? Delirium Tremens, I found out from my good friend Angus yesterday, is the name of... The phenomenon. The phenomenon of... I suppose it's a condition, isn't it? Mm. It's like the side effects. It's a... Yeah, it's, of the, of, it's a symptom of alcohol deprivation. Of yeah, sort of withdrawal from it. Lo- losing your mind. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's sort of kind of lots of sort of psychosis and shaking mm. and hallucinations. Mm. And that's just this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's just this morning. Well, yeah, sorry. That, did you yeah, say we're, we're going to cut, cut you. Uh, instead oh, of right, okay. <laughs> just use your one. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that, actually. Um... Yeah, I was kind of I was I was kind of skeptical of, of, of the place with my experience of other places like it, um, but it was it's, it's nice. It's, it, they've done it very well. The branding's yeah. very good. The bar's very sort of basic in a good way, like a sort of a bit like a brewery sort of vibe. Yeah. Um, I had uh, it's it, I, the first thing I thought about when I woke up this morning was this thing, and it, it's really rubbed me up the wrong way. What single file queue at the bar? Oh yeah. Um, you didn't enjoy that, did you? The worst thing about it was that I got the next drink and I just walked straight up to the bar. There was no queue at all. Well, that's good. Exactly. And what you would have done there is you would have set the precedent of everyone else. Look, this guy's just gone in that gap, so I'm going to go in another gap. What was annoying was I saw the single file queue. Mm. I got into it and I was fourth in line. I felt embarrassed when I got into it because I don't like doing it. I think it looks silly. One dude see, looks, sees the queue and looks, maybe he was a local dude, sees the queue, looks at us like, mm, what are yeah. these guys doing? And goes to the bar and gets served straight away. What also annoyed me about it was, I'm there, so was sorry, man. there was three members of staff yeah. who weren't serving people at that time. They saw the queue and were like, I'm not going to... Talking to the mic, sorry. They yeah, saw you, the queue. You got so angry. That yeah, 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 just... yeah, I'm sorry, I'm getting quite animated here. They saw the queue and they said, well, I'm not going to like wave them over and wait till someone walks up one guy even said guys line up along the bar that's crazy and they didn't do it no there's also I went to the loo while you were queuing there was a sort of several other bars around uh, the what, cafe they call it but it was a sort of multi-storey yeah, building more like a sort of a, a world yeah like, like yeah there were loads world. of bars around the world um, that you could have gone to with no queue and you're just like a lemon in single file. Well, I, I had a guy in front of me who missed his chance on two occasions yeah. because he was on his phone. I, I got a bit angry with him, actually. I got a bit cross with him. 
I wanted to when I wanted to show when he got to the bar, I was going to leave the queue straight away and go into the system. Well, yeah. It's still a queue. It's not a respect for the queue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just as stupid as these guys. If I were you, I would have been looking over my shoulder, being like, "Where's Where's Ashton? Where's Where's Mister Kutcher?" Because right. I Because I'm on MTV Punk. You're right feeling being punk. You're feeling being pranked. Yeah. Um, yeah. It felt, it felt like that. It felt like at some point, yeah, Ashton Kutcher was going to jump out and say, "Look, dude, you're in this queue. You've been punked. Yeah. You look silly." Yeah, and then you would have had a laugh because you can take you can take it, but that wasn't the case. It was just loads of idiots, real life. incompetent people who don't know how to queue. <laughs> but look, it didn't ruin our experience. It was one of it was one of the most unique. It's what this podcast is about: <laughs> going to cities and finding the what's unique about their beer offering. Mm. And I think we found the one in Brussels. Hundred percent. It's um... filled with families uh, walking down Diagon Alley to to also look at a. a Fountain, which is a young girl squatting to pee. Yeah, it's sort of a, I suppose it's inspired by the mannequin piss. Yeah, it's a. It's probably come it's, a few years after that. It's one. a take on that. It's sort of um, as I said yesterday. It's taking the piss. Yeah, very, very clever, very smart. Thank you very much. Um, That's why I brought it up so I could do that gag. Good, good. Um, I'm sure it will get lots of laughs. Yeah, yeah. I think I might um, sort of inspire some sort of hashtag out of it. Okay, perhaps a live show. Live show, yeah, maybe. Just you could support me doing Jack Sparrow. At the yeah, the I think it's more of a movement uh, like that okay. joke than a sort of show. It's uh, it's sort of an awareness campaign. Okay, so how so the hashtag would be taking taking the piss? Yes. And what would be a tweet that would come before it? Um, loves Paddy's joke on uh, the podcast. Um, hashtag taking the piss. Okay, and then like, if you could say it's going to be a movement that suggests it's going to be like sort of expanded out into yeah, sort of those wristbands like Livestrong. <laughs> People will be wearing those a lot to save taking the piss on it, just to raise awareness for the joke that I did. Yeah, and um, I think probably at the most extreme part of it, people will start getting tattoos. Okay. People start getting tattoos and sort of following me as the leader of this movement. Okay, and um, I'll be wearing a long sort of robe. Okay. Otherwise, you will become sort of a messiah figure. Mm, yeah, well, because people people love it and they love me, and um, sure. and everyone will just sort of feel like one with each other. Okay, I imagine sort of on the first day of the Premier League, mm-hmm. there'll be armbands taking yeah. this. Maybe at, at maybe in the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah. You'll see a, a plane flying over and sat in with a big banner saying, yeah. hashtag take And the advertising boards will all have uh, that on. Be completely, nothing with, on the yeah. first day of the Premier League, in solidarity yeah. with Paddy and the Taking the Piss movement. Yeah. There'll be no advertising on football. All the shirts will just say Taking the Piss. Yeah. All the billboards will be Taking the Piss. Yeah. And it's sort of just celebrating the joke you made yeah. last night. You, you're not celebrating... You've totally misunderstood. Raising awareness for the joke. Okay. With me as the figurehead. Yeah. But like, yeah, okay, so will the joke be said? Because like, it's quite hard to... It's Everyone will have heard it, you don't need to say it again. That was the one time it will be said. Okay. Oh, wow. Podcasters could get some And people will start going to that street. Because they'll know that's where it started. And that will become a sort of, um, sort of yeah, like pilgrimage, pilgrimage that people will take. <laughs> and they'll look at that little plastic chair that we were um, sat on when I said it, and they'll start crying. Well, there'll be there'll be a stat. They'll make a, they'll make a nice statue there yes, of, yeah. of you in the seats, and you frozen in time, laughing your head yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tear running down my cheek. Yeah. Um, taking the piss, movement. Hey, hashtag. Let's do it. This is the life. Do you think that we've got close to TITL on this trip? On 
on a hand like on a handful of occasions. Yeah, I felt it as well. Um, if I would rattle them out, yeah. Uh, Vacher on the first night. Yeah, sort of stood up. Um, uh, with the sun, was well, sunset. It was night time, mm. but just amongst the young, trendy, beautiful people of Brussels. Yeah, lovely warm weather and great small atmosphere. cold beers. Small cold beers. Great atmosphere. Great people. Great city. Great. Um. I felt I had it at Delirium Cafe. Right, when we were drinking that beer, I was just the atmosphere again was just like I was enjoying what was going on around me. I was enjoying the beer. Felt so like this is the place to drink this beer. Mm. Like the the beer fit with the place perfectly, and it's not a beer that we usually drink. Yeah, but everything went in Rome. You know, everything in context works so much better. Yeah. It's uh, it was magical. At the, moment. The, the beer is quite magical and mysterious. The, the place was magical and mysterious, much like Potter, as we discussed. Uh, that was definitely one of those moments. It just all fit into place in that. It's unique. It's, it's unique to that place. And this is the thing: is why we got to travel around to these places to try these beers in those places because yeah. everything makes that drink, which isn't just a drink. Perfect. Yeah, Brussels. I recommend it. I didn't know what to expect, and I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. I've fallen in love with the place, in fact. You have. And I've fallen in love with you. <laughs> and we're staying here. Together. Uh, so, by way of signing out, may we apologise to our respective partners. Um, we're leaving you both. We're leaving you both. We are staying here in Brussels. This is how we're breaking it to you as well. By a podcast. We're going to come out in... Yeah, it, there'll be a quite a few months of, us, um, of them being worried about us. Uh, and thinking where have they gone they'll probably um, be putting posters up um, mm. we'll be on milk, milk cartons if that still happens perhaps um, but, but then fact, eventually they'll say hang on they've gone missing but somehow the podcast's still being released let's take a listen and then they'll listen to all of it and they'll think, be thinking about how much they miss us and how did, what's gone on and then this is, this is the moment um, we're staying in this room 720 on the 7th floor of the Penta yeah. Hotel in Brussels if you need to getting married in here if <laughs> we're getting married in here if you need to contact us or if you want to come to the wedding that's where I'll be and just like that our time in Brussels was up before we arrived in Belgium we didn't really know what to expect from our visit we had heard good things but we certainly didn't expect to form such a powerful bond with the city after such a short period of time we had heard tales of its stronger, more adventurous beer offerings, but we'd never tried them. Perhaps ignorance. Perhaps cowardice. Let's be honest, we'd spent our lives celebrating, well, celebrating lager. But it's ridiculous to think that lager is the only beer worth celebrating. Brussels taught us that. We enjoyed the best Belgian beer in one of the best pubs in the world, and despite our initial concerns, we loved it. It was unfamiliar, it was unnerving in many ways, but it was unique. It was special. We took a giant leap out of our comfort zone and found something special. Maybe this was our lesson. Maybe taking that leap into the unknown is what's needed to make special things happen. Maybe that is what's needed to make a change. Paddy, it's, it's Rory. Answer your phone, mate. Um, I don't know if you've been on the internet this morning... I can't believe this. You know you made that joke, uh, taking the piss when we were sat at Delirium Cafe? It's gone viral, mate. It's like everyone's talking about it on Twitter. It's, it's all over the news. Just get online and have a look, mate. Just, 
Good evening. The viral hashtag taking the piss has become the most tweeted phrase of all time as marches around the world take place in support of comedy personality Paddy Delaney's joke that he made on a podcast in Brussels earlier this year. Stephen Mulhern reports. I'm here on Oxford Street and I don't know how to describe this, Richard, but it's pandemonium here. It's taking the piss. There's a, they're saying that 10,000 people have marched here today in support of Paddy Delaney and his joke that he made in Brussels on the podcast. Hi, I'm Gareth Southgate manager of the England football team and on behalf of myself, the England team and the Football Association of England, we'd like to say that we are taking the piss. Hey, what's up? We're busted and today we are taking, taking the, the piss. piss. Hey, I'm Nick Jonas and I am hey, taking the I'm piss. Lipa, and hey, I'm Julipa. Hey, what's up guys? It's Dwayne The Rock Hello, Johnson. Hello, I'm David Tennant. And Hi, I'm I Frank am Lampard and I am Ozzy Osbourne. I'm Claudia Winkleman. Hey, what's and up, guys? It's Jack Black. And hey, guys, it's Justin Timberlake here. I'm Emma Watson. And here and I am taking the piss. I'm Rio Ferdinand. Hey, what's up, people? It's Beyonce. Coming to tell you guys. You've got to take the piss. It's as simple as that. You can't do it. You can't sit here and listen to this. If you can't see how we're much taking the taking the piss movement is yes. doing for so our we are people, taking you, the piss. community, taking the piss. Taking you need the to open your eyes. Taking the piss. Hey, Paddy here, the creator of the taking the piss movement, which is, well, you know what it is. Every man, woman, and child knows what the taking the piss movement is now, and. This thing has exploded in a way that I never could have seen coming. Sorry, I get quite emotional talking about it. Um, yeah, just so much support from just people in the street, but also, more importantly, celebrities and influencers, politicians. It's just been an absolute honor for me to be at the center of this. And it's just going to keep getting bigger. This is the life is written and presented by Paddy Delaney and Rory Marshall and is supported by Penta Hotels. This episode was edited by Sam Parkinson and mixed by Johnny White. Music was written and performed by Jack Kay and LB Co and was mixed by Christian Smith. Thanks for listening. <laughs>